In the battle for dominance in social media and SEO, content is one of your most important weapons. And so everyone is rushing to create lots and lots of content. But let's face it, a lot of what's being created is crap. If you want to stand out, you need to be a better writer. And today, my guest, Eric Deckers, gives you some great tips on how you can do just that. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, I get to talk to an old friend. Eric Deckers has joined me, and if you are not familiar with Eric Deckers and his writing, you should be. He is the owner of Pro Blog Service. He has written several books on branding, social media, and he's just published a new novel, and he writes a regular humor column. So, if you haven't guessed by now, Eric is all about writing. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Eric, I am so glad that you could join me today. I would really love to talk about writing and what it takes to write well. Okay. So one of the things that I always tell people, if you want to write well, is you need to do it every day. But it's not enough to just write emails and quick Twitter updates. You have to be deliberate about what you write. You know, Find mm-hmm. something, a technique that you want to work on uh, or a habit that you want to break. And then when you're writing your emails and your Twitter updates and everything that you write, focus uh, strictly on that until it becomes a habit. So can you give me an example of maybe a technique that you might try to work on? So one thing that I encourage new writers to do is to learn how to stop using adverbs. Uh, You shouldn't have to describe a verb. You should just use a descriptive verb. Use a strong verb that connotes action. If you have to describe it like uh, walk quickly instead of running or racing, then you're picking the wrong verb. And so try to break that habit. Everything that you write, just avoid using adverbs at all. And then use uh, software like HemingwayApp.com to see if you've succeeded in that particular instance. You know, I noticed, and I don't remember whether I'm running Grammarly or some other program, but recently it has started highlighting my adverbs. And I've not seen that before, but it has started kind of suggesting that maybe I get rid of that because the sentence will have exactly the same meaning without it. And I've been dropping my varies and my realies and my extremelies, and my writing is actually sounding pretty good. That's that's true. I think Grammarly has started doing that. I kind of fell out of the habit of doing it, so I don't see that on Grammarly. But uh, that's another great tool for checking errors and finding habits that you want to break. And because it works on your browser, anything you write online, it's going to find automatically. Okay, let me ask another question, because you said if you want to improve your writing. You need to write every day. How much writing? I mean, because again, my audience, they're business owners, they're busy. How much writing do they really have to do in order to get better? More will always be better. And you're probably writing more than you realize. Uh, You know, when you're answering emails, when you're sending messages to people, even when you're texting, anything will work. So if you accept the idea that you need to practice anything for a couple hours a day just to get good at it. 
tabulate all the writing time. You don't have to sit down and practice your special private writing time like a normal writer would, like a fiction writer would. Just make sure that it's all part of your daily routine in whatever you're doing. Okay. So I'm going to focus a little bit more. I'm going to try to write a little bit more regularly. What other things can I do to improve my writing? I think the second most important thing you can do is to read good writing. Read books. Don't read blog articles. Most blog articles are not well written, and so bad writing sort of breeds bad writing. So read good writing, and that means not just reading business books and and motivation and self-help books, but actually pick some of the classics or or find uh, people who write a lot of books and are on the New York Times bestsellers list a lot. Those people write well. And if you find what it is that they do that you enjoy and then start emulating that, that gives you that that thing to practice for. But you should always read good books. Always amazed when I talk to a lot of young professionals. One of the questions we always ask is, what what's the last book that you read? And I'm always struck when they struggle with it when they are applying for a writing job. Mm-hmm. So let me ask that question. What have you read lately that you've really enjoyed in, I don't care, business, fiction, self-help? What have you read that you've really enjoyed? In fact, I'm, I'm reading it. I was reading it while I was waiting to get on the, uh, the cast. It's called The Outstanding Mysteries of Sherlock Holmes. And it's a pastiche. Uh, it's basically somebody else has written Sherlock Holmes stories as if they were Dr. Watson. And so I've been reading that. I like reading British murder mysteries. So anything by M.C. Beaton, who she just passed away a couple of weeks ago. I don't read business books. I read fiction. I love fiction. I love uh, creative nonfiction. And so that's where I spend most of my time. So for somebody who is going to do a lot of business writing, that that's what their blog is going to be about, that's the kind of writing that they're going to do, how does reading fiction help them? And, you know, you said don't read other blogs, and I totally get that. You'll you'll end up with a series of blog posts that are all the 10 ways to do whatever it is you don't want to do. But how do you bridge that connection where, okay, I just read this fiction. How do I apply that to my business writing? Good business writing, interesting business writing is all about telling stories. It's actually storytelling. It always sort of irritates me when I hear marketers who say, well, we're brand storytellers. Well, you're not really telling stories when your blog articles are like seven important data points to know about X. Because unless your article starts with, once upon a time, I found a magic list of seven data points, (laughs) that's not a story. So if you want to tell stories, case studies about how your customers did something, or if you're a consultant, how you helped a company save $100,000 a year, those are stories. And people respond to those. And we learn from stories. We get educated through stories. And we can persuade through stories. And if you want to be a good storyteller, That's why you need to read stories, fiction stories. Fantastic. Okay, have you got one more quick tip on something you could do today to improve your writing? It's another reading type of tip, but if you want to do a lot of business writing, to learn to write like a journalist, especially some of the the older newspaper columnists. I was a big fan when I was growing up in the 80s 
I would read Mike Royko in my college newspaper, and he was the reason I wanted to become a columnist at all. And if you could find some old Mike Royko, R-O-Y-K-O, Mike Royko uh, used to work for the Chicago Sun-Times and the Tribune, and read some of his stuff. And the way he writes, his sentences are short and dramatic and punchy, and he's able to elicit a lot of emotion from people. Just read that stuff specifically and then try to gear your own business writing and storytelling toward that style. Cool. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day about the fact that journalists had to lead with the most interesting information. And then further down, they would sort of make the case for it and give you the backstory because they never knew how much of the article would get cut. Exactly. So it's a little different style of storytelling because you sort of lead with the punchline because that's what grabs people and gets their attention. And then you go into how it happens. But if you don't grab them with the punchline, if you don't grab them with that first paragraph, you don't grab them. Exactly. And so that's news writing, hard news writing. But features writing will, will intrigue you and pull you in just a little bit give you a little bit of information. So a a hard news story might read something like John Smith was shot at the Kentucky Fried Chicken, 86 West Main Street at 3.37 p.m. Thursday afternoon, right? That's hard news. That gives you everything you need to know about that story. And you don't have to read anymore unless you want to know the the where or the the why and the how and, and further details. A feature story will start out with all John Smith wanted was a bucket of chicken. And instead, he ended up dead. Now, that grabs you. That's interesting. And if you want to know the the what, where, when, why, you have to keep reading. Awesome. These are such great tips. I'm actually going to apply a couple of them to my next blog post. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. And thank you. We will have a link to your website and to your books so people can get a sense of what your writing is like. That would be awesome. Thank you. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about or see examples of business writing, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to two episodes. They're short. And when you're done, leave a review. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.